spot behind the garage. One exception is his teeth. Kid's got a wall of horse teeth shoved unceremoniously in his mouth. Big flat biters in a too small jaw. They're not alone. They've got a pudgy Latino kid held in the dumpster. Dressed well, this kid. Blue shirt, buttoned tight to the neck. Hair slicked back like he's a gangster or a preacher's son. Jonesy's hemming him in with a flat-bladed shovel, like the one Atlanta's mother uses to edge out her flower beds. Atlanta can see something sitting at the edge of the shovel. A turd curl of dog shit, by the looks of it. The three boys, not boys, not really, given that they're all 17 or 18 years old. But boys because they're acting like mean little shits. Stand and give her a real hard look. Hey, Jonesy says. He nods. Grins, shrugs as if to say, yeah, what of it? The Latino kid, she thinks she's seen him at school too. She figures him to be a sophomore, maybe a year below her. He gives her a look like he's not sure if she's friend or foe. He's got a cut across his brow, a line of blood running down the margins of his round, mocha-colored Charlie Brown head. Virgil gives Jonesy a sharp elbow in the ribs, Jonesy waves him off and says, Like the police say, nothing to see here. Move along. That kid okay? She asks, lifting an eyebrow. Jonesy nods a vigorous, almost comical nod. He's great. We're just playing a game. She looks to the kid in the dumpster. Are you okay? The gentlest shake of a head. No. Again, Virgil elbows Jonesy, but Jonesy retorts, fucking quit it. Looks to me like you're trying to make that kitty to shovel a crap. She says, it's chocolate. Jonesy says, stifling a laugh. It's, uh, you know, wet back chocolate, made special, just for him, unless you want some. The third miscreant in the trio, the one she thinks of as Chomp Chomp, is watching everything with a deliberate stare. Arms folded, hands tucked tight into his armpits. He's mule kicked, she thinks. Or a sociopath. Or just scared of what he's gotten himself into. She slides her hand into her tie-dyed bag, leaves it there. Virgil blurts in what he thinks is a whisper, but what is instead just a really loud hiss. Dude, don't you know who that is? What? Jonesy asks. Then he takes a long look at her. She knows what they see. On the surface, at least. Tangled red hair, a little too long, too frizzy, hasn't been cut. A patch of freckles across the bridge of her nose in the shape of a small band-aid. Old ratty bomber jacket. They don't all recognize her. Not yet. But Virgil does. He's got a wary look like he's watching a rattlesnake at a distance. And the kid in the dumpster looks like someone's been beating him up and trying to force feed him a pile of dog shit. No telling if he's figured her out yet. But then she sees the light come on behind Jonesy's eyes. Now he gets it. Right, Jonesy finally says. Right, Burns. Yeah, Atlanta Burns. That's a name. Sure is, she says. So, listen. Why don't you boys go home? Is that like a southern accent? 
Jonesy asks Virgil. Virgil nods, but it's not like it's a secret. Up here, middle of Pennsylvania, her accent sticks out like a bent and broken toe. Cool. My dad's got a rebel flag on his pickup. Then your daddy's a jackass. She says it before she means to say it. But that's how she is. It's like the bouncers who are supposed to be guarding the door to her mouth are on an eternal smoke break. Even still, she continues. That flag's not just the emblem of being a racist asshole, a club to which your daddy probably belongs happily. But it's also the Confederate flag. The one carried by Southerners to say to the Yankees, that's your daddy, a Yankee. Don't tread on me or I'll pop a musket ball up your ass. Northerners driving around with a Dixie flag is like a Jew wearing a go Hitler baseball cap. Jonesy's smile.